Hi, I'm Austin Ertham. And I'm Taylor Patton, and welcome to the Kitchen Table Podcast. We're here to motivate, educate, and relate to you guys, sharing our stories, helping you get 1% better in all areas of your life. Welcome to this week's episode. We are on episode number two for Types of Influence and Power. We're going to be talking about tactical influence today. We know tactical influence is very similar to strategic influence. We're going to go into the details about what works and what doesn't work in terms of society, share a couple of stories along the way. It's been a great day. Let's get started. News this week. None. <laughs> Just kidding. It's a great week. Great time to be alive. Easter has came and gone. Jesus Christ has risen. Everybody's mad because I've been singing greatly. Um, but Pod's also risen. New, new steps coming on. Just kidding. We got five more episodes in this season at least. Um, any news from you? Living the dream? Always. Find a house yet? Always. Oh, you got a house always? Yeah. Nice, that boy. See a few from here. Hmm. I can see some too. <laughs> um, all right. Well, last week's challenge was to write a plan uh, and help to reach that goal. You write anything down last week? Any journaling? Honestly, forgot. That's all right. Jesus Christ was was rise, dying and rising, so that, that took priority. I didn't write anything down either, to be honest. Uh, but I will share a story that I wrote previously uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, and that was kind of like we're going on this uh, honeymoon extravaganza. So I was writing down like when we got to get visas, when we got to uh, get a COVID booster, and when to buy plane tickets, when to book this, book that, and kind of get a schedule going. Um, it really took a lot of stress off me. I think I said last week that I was like kind of in a place where I was like bored. Cause I feel like I have like everything under control and nothing to do. Um, after the hectic time of trying to plan some stuff. Um, so it's kind of good, but kind of bad. Um, so I should really try to learn a new task to give me something to do, you know, since I got some free time, it's a great time to reflect and stuff. Uh, but I really want to enhance something else. So I'm going to learn some stuff tomorrow on my own. And I've been into biomechanics lately. So I might read a book on that or, Maybe I could just read more. Like, that's great to learn about things, and then I can put into action after I learn about it, you know? So that was mine. Uh, quote of the week. <coughs> quote of the week. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, there you get go. out. There we go. Nice. Quote of the week this week is from Jocko Will, Will Nick. Sorry. He says, so how can a leader become great if they lack the natural char- characteristics necessary to lead? The answer is simple. It is a good leader. A good leader builds a great team that counterbalances their weaknesses. I'll say it again. So how can a leader become great if they lack the natural characteristics necessary to, to lead? The answer is simple. A good leader builds a great team that counterbalances their weaknesses. So I was looking for like coach of the week, you know. And I was thinking what we were going to be talking about. And tactical leadership, you usually think of the military when you think tactical. Yeah. And Jocko is going to be on the show, right? I mean, it's, it's going to happen. We just don't know when. But he's going to come on the kitchen table pod. It might be year one. might be year 21. But he's going to be on it. <laughs> Write that down. He's going to be on it. Jocko, if you're listening, you're going to be on this, man. Hit us up. Kitchen table pod. Gmail.com. <laughs> Anyways, um, 
And I was, I saw this quote and I was like, you know what? Taylor says this all the time. Like you got to build a team around you. And then I was doing some research on uh, what makes a good tactical leader and what are some ways they influence people. And it just made sense of what we're going to talk about later to build a team around you. And that's like one humility. And then two, the definition of how to build a great team. Uh, so I, I just really thought that quote was good. I know you're a fan of Jocko, so. Yeah, big fan of Jocko. Um, didn't know he had this quote. I mean, honestly, I'm not surprised he had this quote, but yeah. I, I didn't know this was the quote of his. But yeah, for sure, biggest thing, you, and especially like a team, like it would just be your coworkers, and that like you have to figure out like how to influence and interact with your coworkers and that, especially the ones that you might not like the most, you might butt heads with the most at some point, some part in your day or in your life, they provide value to some level. <clears throat> and so just being able to find, find out their strengths and find out what they're good at. And that might add more value down the line or in your life at some point, like you guys might not click off the, right off the bat you might not have the same hobbies there's same same points of view uh but just being able to find strengths in everyone yeah and i and, think uh go ahead if you have more uh that that is pretty much it just when <clears throat> when it comes to it like everyone that you interact with and in that has has some sort of positive impact that can be placed upon them and not and shine down to the world. Always, you think? Yes. I'm, I'm telling you, and me working with some of the rowdiest, worst kids I've ever like seen in my life, at some point in, in their stay, they have like, I don't know when, I don't know kind of shining moment, but they have a well, certain skill or, or <laughs> right? They have a certain skill or a certain way about them that like shines through and can actually like positively impact people yeah i don't know i don't know if i agree because i think you can see a positive every time but let's say you only you're just walking down the street and you happen to bump into somebody mm -hmm. right so then everything's fall whatever all the newspapers are hanging on to the person's purse whatever it might be falls and they say um like thanks for helping me pick it up right there might be or they could do you know, opposite side. They could be like, what are you doing? Look out. So I don't know. You could think of a positive like, hey, I learned to look up better. Or I learned to, um, I don't know, whatever the heck it might be. Keep your distance from people. So I think you can see a positive. But there's so many interactions on a day-to-day -day that we don't even uh, remember. So I don't know if it has a – it might have an impact for 20 seconds. But I'm saying overall, you got to – you have to build a relationship with those people or it has to be a huge, um, like if, if it's something you remember, then it really was an impact no matter what, but we don't remember yeah. everything. Right. So if the more times you, obviously the kids, you have a relationship with them for six months to however many, four or five years. Yeah. So it's way easier and, to build that impact yeah. than, Oh, this just happened on the day. I think you can see a positive, but I don't necessarily you know, think everybody influences you. Yeah. I think the thing is, I think everyone that everyone has an impact on your life. Everyone that comes across has some sort of impact. 
and that because even there there's this um there's a story i don't i don't know the details about it or that but someone talks about it and he writes down uh there's this man he goes in new york city he, he writes down he writes down a letter and that puts on a sticky note puts it puts it on his coffee table walks to the brooklyn bridge mm-hmm. and that um walks by all these all these people and that uh and that at this point he had decided that he's gonna end his life uh gets up hops over dies kills himself and that so then they they find his body they go back to his apartment and they said today's the day in my life uh p.s if anyone smiles at me i won't in my life and no one smiled at him he was just looking though he was looking for that and that's what i'm saying it's like if just one person one person smiled at him even that little smile had a huge dramatic impact change influence in that man's life yeah but they also, that's what that, that, that's what i'm saying is like you could have a three second and like like interaction with someone and change the course of your life just because you might you might not think it's anything you just saying hi to someone might not think it's anything it doesn't impact you it doesn't change your life not one bit but to them it might mean everything in that moment but all those other people again he's i think that's looking for a specific thing and they say like 78 percent of people who smile at others like uh bring whatever uh happiness to that person like they get the feel good uh what's the hormone for that and those are good endorphins, endorphins. for a uh, 20 seconds or whatever yeah. um that's just a natural natural thing um had another thought I always forget what I'm going to say. I need to start writing every single word in my head down. Oh, but all those people who didn't smile at him, technically, okay, they had an impact on him because they didn't smile at him. But there's so many people like, again, that's just a specific (laughs) influence that he was looking for. If he's not looking for anything, you walk by somebody that you don't necessarily have an impact on you. They might make you think of something for that day. It might impact you in that day, but most of the time we need everlasting impact like what if he woke up the next day and was like hey i need somebody to smile at me today otherwise i'm gonna end my life if you need that every single day then you're looking for the wrong things but just that for that one day for that one walk yeah for the walking past those millions of people probably millions but yeah new york a lot of people yeah you know and if it's just one day, if it is a day, it's the next day. I'm just saying it's a very specific that. thing he's looking for. So that's hard yeah. to, of course, somebody's going to impact him because you're looking for a specific thing. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's, he's looking for a specific thing, but it's so much a simple thing. It is. And we don't do it enough in the world. Yeah. We were, uh, my fiance and I were watching uh, Soli, the movie, with uh, where they landed in the Hudson, the plane in New York. We watched that on Sunday. And... I wrote down in my journal, there are so many good people in this world that never get talked about mm-hmm. or like shown. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they had 155 people in the aircraft. Nobody died. Some people were, got injuries, but it obviously nobody had a major injury. And everybody lived and they had uh, New York PD, first responders, all that. 
and they got everybody that landed and they got everybody on a boat in a towel, blanket, whatever, in 24 minutes. That's crazy. And then in the movie, I, I was this is the second time I've seen it. I never noticed the first time they said, thank God we are in New York today. Never been so happy to be in New York. And just think about all the events, like the subway thing the other day for New York. Think of, if you just look on TV, all of the first responders that showed up that quick. I mean, that's not an easy job to have to go in a huge city like that. Mm -hmm. Random time of the day, mm -hmm. call up and have to save somebody's life, possibly. And I mean, that's just, that takes a lot of effort, I think. And obviously commitment. Um, but just to, in terms just of like, but yeah, just like that, like they're thinking, they're like saying, like, thank God we're in New York because of the impact and the, the prepare preparedness yeah, of like the, the first responders yeah, and that like they had everyone in blankets in 24 minutes, 25, 24, 24, 24. 24. that's 24 minutes of, of impact that they'll never, most likely no one will ever get again. No yeah, one's man. ever going to land in a plane on. Yeah. On, and I'll never forget it. Especially yeah. those involved. That's what I'm saying. And I'm saying that's a lasting more, that's a more lasting impact. But, or is, it, or, is it, or is it just the same? Or is it the same as a smile? Because it, technically, like, it's just like comparing sin. How, how, you can't compare sin between, like... Yeah, but I don't remember every single sin I've ever committed in my life. Have you ever met every time you've been impactful? But every sin that's impactful? No, like, every time you've been impactful. Been impactful of somebody? Yeah, to someone. Um, no, I mean, if they don't tell you, no. That's not, that. That's that's what I am saying. That that is exactly my point. You you will not remember every time you'll be impactful. Never remember every time you've been not impactful or, or and I, sin or. I do agree. Okay, I do agree with you somewhat, and I disagree somewhat. Because I I think it's just a random stranger. It has an impact on you for twenty seconds. So technically, yeah, it has an impact on you. Then, but if it's not a meaningful impact, you're just gonna like forget about it. You know, like if the sin isn't a. Uh, it was just what you would consider a minor or meaningless sin. Like it just happened. You're like, oh, crap. It made me feel bad. Two That's, days later, you get over it. It's still a sin. It is. You're, you're right. It's, it is. You can't compare it to like. But if you keep making the same mistake, then it really didn't affect you, you know? Just like if you lose, let's say you lose a championship game because you didn't do something good enough. Right? Oh, here's a good example. CrossFit, okay? One of the guys, Matt Fraser, who won five CrossFit championships, his first year or his first or second year, I don't remember, he was in the lead, and then they had legless rope climbs. And he went out too fast, and basically his hands locked up, he couldn't climb the rope, and he, he ended up to lose because of that. Okay, so that was a lasting impact for him, because in the offseason, he trained rope climbs more often and learned from it, right? That was a lasting impact. Yeah. If he would have not practice them in off season and didn't improve on them, then it was a impactful moment for him. But he really didn't teach him. He's like, oh, I just, there's, there's no way there'll be this again, right? The number one, I saw a quote the other day. Uh, your dad actually might have retweeted it or whatever. He shared it on Facebook. To never think that it can't happen to you. That's like what people, that's where people mess up. Oh, this will never happen to me. Mm -hmm. 
But back to the story is if he never trained it or thought, hey, you know what? That was just a fluke. Then he didn't learn. So it, it impacted him, but it didn't have a lasting impact. You know, like it was just it just went through the brain and left the brain. That guy who uh, jumped out the Brooklyn Bridge, he's looking for a specific something. He needs this. He's looking for an impactful moment for the rest of his life. He's looking for a sign, right? I'm saying, maybe hey, it's just for the day. Maybe, maybe it's just for the day. Yeah, but if you're okay, but I, you can't tell me. I don't. I can't believe you can tell me all you want, but I don't believe that it's just for the day. If he's already in that mindset in his life, what do you mean? Like he's already got the mindset. If nobody smiles. I'm gonna jump off the bridge today. Mm-hmm. But so tomorrow's gonna to be something else to save his life. It's very like you're gonna to have to keep having that momentum of some sort of habit also, created. That, Otherwise, it's gonna also, go back to the dark side. Yeah, but also pull the stretch. The guy, the man, the man's a man. He it, he, he gets found out. He doesn't. He passed away. The flip of the switch is, is what are you doing in your life to make an impact on people? Yes. I, you, I do you, agree you, with that. No, one. no one knew that that was the circumstance that he was in. You're right. He didn't have a shirt that said, "Hey, smile at me, so I don't commit suicide." Yes. Yeah. And so what I'm saying is, is it does not like it shouldn't matter, like matter the influence of the short term, like short short term or out term, like long term. There we go. Mm-hmm. And that impact is impact. Influence is influence. Yes, and I do agree with that. You should always. And, Try and, to be the nice person, smile, open the door, do the little things, because you don't know what kind of impact you'll have on yeah. people. I definitely agree with that one. And, and I'm saying guess, that. Yeah, that's, that's something. Because then, like, just hearing that story, people are going to think, like, maybe I should be nicer to this person. Maybe I should. Maybe I challenge myself to say hi or smile at everyone I see walking down the road. And that, so, again, like, the story is the story, but it's the flip of the switch that yeah and that's my point with the hudson uh the movie solely is that there's so many good people in the world that we mm-hmm. don't we don't show it though because mm-hmm. that doesn't get good press you know but if we showed it more and people thought about that more think about how much better the world would be right maybe we can agree on good that. news doesn't sell papers on huh? exactly that's the problem but anyways but, you, you know what does what should sell the targo <laughs> See how I threw that in there? Yeah, y'all choked up. I'm, I'm getting good at that. Uh, had it today, let me tell you. My recovery is going to be good tomorrow. I'm going to be ready to go again. I already feel it. I'm not sore yet. That tells me I'm doing okay. Yeah, squatting tomorrow, 500. Yeah, I had some alpha pie tonight, though, so I might uh, might lower my recovery squatting, a little bit. Squatting 515. No, I'm going to have to go 499. <laughs> Anyways, we'll take a quick ad break. We'll be right back with some tactical influence going on in our good conversation here. All right, we're back. And we had a great conversation over break. Yeah, so what uh, Austin and I were talking about is like how how the story, even, even though it's a story, is in reference to tactical influence. Because it makes you think twice about, hey, should I challenge myself to say hi? As I said before, like, should I open doors more? Should I be nicer to these people? Should I be more helpful to the people and that are cashiers? Or, and so then it kind of like tactically makes you become a better person or more kind person. 
Yeah. And then in turn, it becomes like more of a domino effect because if like you say hi to the, you say hi, like, I see you in the store, I say hi to you. Then you turn Somebody's like, wow, they, you, you're gonna, you get those good bubbly feelings and you're going to be more bubbly towards the cashier. Like he is here who has a bad day. is going to be like, wow, that was a good interaction. Like, and then that next person that is going to feel it, feel well, that they're, they're good vibes. So it's kind of like, I almost say a transmission of vibes. Well, just, but, just think of this, right? So last week we talked about um, seven uh, ways to influence people, right? We're doing seven types. That's the series, but we talked mm-hmm. about seven ways, right? Yeah. Just by smiling at somebody, it's probably going to hit these number of ways, right? So it's going to be, one, you said they're going to want to reciprocate it. They're going to want to do it after that, right? Yeah. Two, that is social proof. Three, if it just keeps having the domino effect, that's consistent and that's commitment. Yeah. And how much easier is it to like somebody? What do you do when somebody smiles at you? Smile back. So, naturally, you smile back, right? So it's easier to like somebody just by doing a simple smile. Mm-hmm. You just hit one, two, three, four, technically five. You want to do commitment and consistent differently. Yeah. Just by smiling. It, it doesn't take any effort. It doesn't take any time out of your day. Yeah. It's just a simple jaw muscle. You can you can even practice moving your jaw in a smile because it takes more, mu- more muscles to frown than smile. So it should even be easier. That's why I got it. <laughs> you know what? Another point here. The average, I saw this on Twitter. The average adult laughs like 17 times a day. The average kid laughs like 178. That's crazy. Be a kid. Yeah. I think it also depends because a lot of adults work in like an office. Or yeah, like, but have fun, man. Laugh. Man. I Fart and have I, somebody laugh. I would, definitely, <laughs> I would definitely challenge that statistic now. We talk through phones and Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat. Social media in general. Yeah, I don't I, know. I, I think adults laugh at least seven and a half percent more. Because social media. Yeah. Oh, I bet we frown seven and a half percent more too, though. Maybe just, all the maybe, bad news. Maybe it's just my social media. I, I, I guess. Maybe and that's good. I'm glad you have positive social media. That's all I have. Normal, normally, though, we don't. Like that's just yeah. natural. Yeah. We talked about that a few episodes sure. back. But back on the tactical leadership, um, I think. That's going to have a lasting impact, right? So the goal of tactical leadership, first of all, what did you say the, you had a kind of your own definition of tactical leadership earlier when we were talking about the episode in our business meeting today. Uh, 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 Do you remember? You're you're asking me like a half an hour ago. Yeah. Uh, And you said something and I was like, man, that's actually really good. Because tactical. I I probably did. I don't remember what I was. Well, tactical leadership is very similar to strategic, right? You're trying to get somebody to change their opinion or join your opinion in some way, shape, or form. And by doing that, you're thinking before you're acting about how to do it. Oh, you're talking about when I was like, I, well, I wasn't really that definition, but I was like tactical leader or influence is, is just having, I, I said manipulation, but it's just a, it's just a form of communication. Uh, yes. In a way that you have a certain outcome that you need to get met and you give people choices. Yes, that that's great. I love the choices thing. I love it. I was like, is as soon as like you give people choices, rather that be a, a kid needing to clean up his room or uh, your coworker that needs to get uh, 
project done mm-hmm. and that like having choices of being able to like how freedom essentially but still having that outcome like you need a clean room and that you want it, it doesn't at the end of the day how how the kid does it doesn't really matter yeah and that as long as he does it like i guess i won't say the right way but as long as like he's putting his toys away she he yeah. doesn't matter they're putting their toys away they're making their bed or they need to make a project they need to make a, a slideshow and that but at the end of the day like if they have that freedom to do it how they want to do it yeah and that, and just giving them two options or two two three three different ways yes you will always get that yes and i think uh especially if they have a say right so they're there's 11 types, but we're not going to go through all, all of them. I'm just going to go through um, the main ones because kind of what's working and what doesn't. So let's say, so Taylor had a good example, the kid trying to clean his room. That's what you want as a parent um, for the kid to clean their room, right? Yeah. A lot of parents would just say, hey, if you don't get this yeah. done, you're you're not getting uh, ice cream tonight, right? Or you have five minutes. Or then they say, this is what, this is what my mom did all the time. Austin? Clean your, let's say it's clean room. Austin, clean your room. And I say, no, mom, I want to finish my video game. She says, I'll give you to the count of three. Then she starts counting, right? And I say, why do I have to listen to you? I'll clean it later. She says, no, I want it done before dinner. And I, and I say, why? And she says, because I'm your mother, right? So she has that authority over me, mm. which technically I, I have to listen, right? Because there's going to be uh, consequences if I don't clean my room. Then there, And there's just something behind like, honoring your mother and father yes i do agree but that's what we call a weak rationale right the argument there is not very good you have to listen to me because i'm your mother yes technically it's a good argument because they do everything for me you know especially as a kid but it's also like come on like you can't do that in a business setting yeah like hey if you don't do this i'm gonna fire you yeah or you need to do this to help our company and then you just say a reason to help you look good yeah and that's a big problem with um i guess influence and this is why nobody can change anybody's minds right so um the two that are used the most frequently used are what's called pressure which you obviously know exchange so if you do this i'll give you this like a reward system right which works at the start they saw that in Freud's uh, experiments. And then after a while, it stops working because yeah. they know it's going to happen, right? Yeah. That's why on the reward system, I don't know, I've, especially like with the kids I work with, I base it off of if they're consistently doing good and that then I'll get them a reward without the new enough. Yeah. I'll bring it in like, hey, like, or I'll have talked to him before, put it in like, I usually have notes on my phone. I just type it in. Yeah. Then like, they like this, this, and this. And then as they're doing the right things or have a... You just yeah, give it to them as I, like a, hey, yeah. good job. And that, which but, in the end will present a longer lasting influence and impact. Yeah. Because and, that's not like, that's not doing it for you or yes. that's, and that's not saying you have to do this. That's yes. giving them a, like you said, a choice. And that also shows like the inspiration that inspires them to do it again. Yeah. And that is, inspiration is the most effective it says along with uh consultation which is basically asking for suggestions and making them feel i guess like in a business setting when making them feel wanted or part of the team because as a leader like jocko said you want everybody to get that vision 
but you need, you're not good at everything. So you need to get some help into having, having that ability to create that team and everybody have that vision. That's what a true leader is. So you're inspiring the kids to, Hey, keep doing this, right? Cause good things will happen. But the funny thing is the inspirational method least used, which is crazy. Cause again, inspiration, if you think about it, those other ones take planning and work. Inspiration does not take that much work. It's just a matter of, do you want it or do you not want it? Obviously you have to put in the work, but just inspiring somebody's like, Hey, you know what? You could do this. Do you want to or not? And it gives, again, the choice. They get to decide if they want to be up for the challenge or not. Yeah. So I think that was very uh, influential, really, in my life. And the other two, like the consultation and then rational yeah. appear, appeal, I, which is like getting support through vision, second and third least used. Yeah. I mean, that's why we've been talking for – a year how hard does it change people's minds right there's our answer we don't we don't use the right tactics we use fear right so at church on saturday night um for the easter vigil father was talking about um discontent and how if you get separated from something let's say you lose that vision you lose your own inspiration that's when fear starts to happen so then it's uh-oh i don't know what to do so you put that on others right what does every bully at school do there's they're insecure about something in their life or something happened in their life. So they put it on somebody else. Yeah. What does a boss do if things aren't going right? They put it on their workers. Hey, you need to be better. You need to do this. Not, Hey, here's what the problem is. This is what I'm picturing. What do you guys think? How can we make it better? That's the problem. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And I mean, you probably tell me, I mean, you might have the same experience like in school, even today, Kids were like not behaving. I was like, okay, you're going to go to the hallway. You're going to go to the office. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking like, all that does is makes my classroom quiet. Like that really doesn't teach them anything. Yeah. So then I was like, well, for today, at least other kids can learn. So it technically helps. But they don't learn from their mistake or anything like that, you know? So how can I, so I went in the hallway and I said, hey, how can we behave better in class? What do you, what do you need that you can have more uh, movement, whatever you want to call it, but be quiet, mm -hmm. right? Or get something done. I was like, I don't even care if you do the notes because yeah. they'll do fine on the test. They'll do it in study hall or something. But what you got to do, because I want them to be quiet and they want to be active. So how can you do that in a silent manner? Mm -hmm. So we were trying to discuss that. Um, we'll yeah. see where we get the rest of the week. Mm -hmm. But Yeah. <clears throat> because we have the same thing in that like if a kid's being an issue uh usually the first thing is Pullman class uh a bit again like between woodward and public schools a little bit different process yeah but only we want the same goal like we we want kids to have a learning environment suitable for all needs and that uh and a lot of times like Kids have stuff going on at home. There's hundreds of different reasons why kids and people act certain types of ways. But anyway, yeah. So like, it all like, I think another thing like with tactical is the approach you you bring in, mm -hmm. and that because we can bring a kid out and yell at him, 
all day long. And norm, normally we will get the result we want to see. But is it helpful? Is it actually like presenting an actual solution to the issue that is at hand? Very rarely. And that is yelling at a kid ever helpful. Yeah. But we're coming up, kind of like you were saying, like coming up with the plan or ideas or certain, maybe a kid just needs a break because their parents are fighting home yeah. or because their brother got locked up. Like there's hundreds of different reasons of why certain things happen yeah and we but go ahead as like when you take the time and the effort to sit down and actually like i want to say like be there and like be present like be known that you are a person that they can rely on yeah and that you that they can push into generally normally again because then they have that say then you know and they yeah. feel they feel comforted or loved or and whatever. I'd say they also feel heard. Yes. And one of the kids today said, love me. He was like being sarcastic about it. But I was like, if you be quiet, I will, I will literally like love you. Like I will, uh, I will praise you. You'll get a lot. Like kids don't realize they'll get a lot more if they follow back on that, you know? But of course right now societies, again, this is just like the smiling thing. We're too gun ho on how it's always been, right? We're the authoritative. Kids got to listen, right? We're the, we're the experts. We have the power. Like having coercive, like threatening them or giving them rewards for the good kids or whatever doesn't work at a high school level, especially. Maybe a fourth grader. Yeah, you get, you get a sticker since you behaved. The other ones don't, right? That makes That looks good for a day. Mm. But having that connection interpersonal between people having a say feeling like they have power themselves sharing that vision not just having the positional power but like everybody feels equal yeah. that's when things get done i think that's important which society needs needs to change their tactical influence to be more about I would say the general good, just like a team, you got to do the general good rather than uh, individuals. Mm. Um, and it matches power, like I just said. So, you got anything else? Tactical? Not, not that. Uh, I'd say just tactical, being self awareness. I mean, we've talked about this before, and I will continue to talk about it. But the more self-aware you are, the more you are able to, or if maybe you're not self-aware and you need to become more self-aware, putting yourself in positions where you don't feel as comfortable, you don't feel as in control of situations, but they're the ones that are going to teach you the most. And that, like my first three weeks at, at Woodward, I barely talked anything like that. Then my... Listening my, will get you a lot further than talking. Yes. And then my supervisor pulled me aside and like, hey, like, this is certain things you need to put yourself in positions yeah. to fix, to grow. And two years later, I'm... Yeah, it's, it's cool to look back. It's cool to look yeah. back because in the moment, you're like, nothing's really happening. But you look back and you're like, whoa, like, yeah. a lot of progress was made, you know? I yeah. feel the same about like my kicking and workouts and yeah. diet and just my life in general. Yeah. Uh, it really makes you feel good looking back. But... 
I was going to say, uh, we're going to, I'm going to change the challenge to that. Just be self-aware, walk down the street, look for things like, okay, how can I, how am I influencing these people today? How are they impacting me today? Like that's so easy to do. Right. You literally just think about, just think, okay, impact for me, me impact them. Mm-hmm. That took me five seconds. And I have to look around as I'm walking down the street or as I'm driving, whatever it might be, take, put a timer on your phone for 10 minutes. All right. Where did I have impact today? Where did somebody impact me today? Mm-hmm. Do three things when you wake up and three things when you go to bed. That would, that should not take you more than 10 minutes. If it can't take you 10, if it takes you more than 10 minutes, you're not trying hard enough. Yeah. Or you need to write something down or something. Everybody's got the capability of doing that. Yeah. Nobody's life's that bad. Yeah. You can't think of three good things. It's always someone's worse. That's worse. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Always someone's better. Always someone's worse. Yeah. Even if you think about it though, even that guy who jumped off that bridge, this is why I think hope is so important. He still had hope that day. He woke up and he's like, you know what? If somebody smiles at me today, I won't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're at the lowest possible place you can go, literally. Right. And he still had hope. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So everybody yeah. can hope for something. Everybody can have some sort of inspiration. Yeah. And if you can have inspiration, we just found out you might as well use it. Yeah. So allow yourself to be inspired. Heck, that's why we're doing this. We're inspired. And you can do that to others. Yeah. If you want, like, for me, I think with the challenge, I'm going to challenge myself. And I, there are these times I see it where it says three things. Hey, like, three good things in that. Yeah. Uh, for me, it, it's going to be, like, how I think one's going to be prayer. And that I want to influence someone with prayer. And that I want to influence someone by showing them and I want to influence someone by, by communicating. It's a good one. Communicating. Yeah. Uh, mine would be, I want to inspire. I, I love inspiring. So, you know, I'm going to have inspire on there. Uh, it's yeah. like what I'm when, about, like goals. Yeah. And that, set can, just something be, that high. can just be about, I mean, again, like showing communicating. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, you're right. I just, I just put a broad region. Mine's more like reaching a specific goal for their life, for their mm-hmm. lives. Right. Like that's why I wanted people to write down goals and have a plan and then put into action. Right. Cause I'm in yeah. the middle of like a workout resume right now. Yeah. And I feel, I feel good. Like when you do it and you, like I wrote down, I had like strategic influence and I'm, I'm trying to convince myself each day and inspire like, Hey, you can do this. Right. And then when you hit it, it's like, it feels good. Um, so I want to, I also want to be a model for people, you know, like underwear uh, model. that too, but mainly like a, a model to inspire, like, Hey, I want to do what this guy's doing, you know? Yeah. And kind of like, I want people to look up to me and be like, Hey, he got to this point. How do I do that same type of deal? Uh, whether it's like the way I look, whether it's my motivation, whether it's my energy, something, a passion. So that they can follow, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last thing, uh, I like the communication. I'll do, I'll I'll double that up. Um, I really think, yeah. I don't say a lot of things. Sometimes I just think about it, and then I'm like, I'll do it. Whereas it affects other people, mm-hmm. so I should probably start uh, like getting on that a little bit more. Um, but sometimes I say things too early, and then like it doesn't work out as I thought. So just thinking about. 
that. And you know what? I'll put a fourth one. I'm still working on surrendering, so I'm going to do that too, just to throw that on there, along with the other 100 things I'm trying to work on daily. <laughs> right. Anyways. Uh, That's all I got, though. Me too. Uh, make sure to tune into the 1440 this week, and uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>